0: Hey, we've got a fantastic, fantastic uh, show lined up for you. We talk about your economy and how people are just losing their shirts if you have a 401k with Carol Roth, what all of this means, what's coming next. Um, A a powerful hour on that 10-year-old that was raped and then went across state lines to get an abortion. Well, the Ohio Attorney General didn't have any information on it. The... Indiana Attorney General didn't have any information on it. They both want to know why. The police in Columbus, Ohio was saying there was no arrest and no rapes of a 10-year-old reported. Well, somebody was covering something up because yesterday an arrest was made. An illegal alien that had raped multiple times this child. But the story does not stop there. There is much more to this story, and we cover it on today's uh, broadcast. Uh, Don't forget, subscribe to Blaze TV. If you missed last night's episode on Blaze TV, you've got to see it. It is on what's coming and the radicals that are involved in all of this and what's coming on our streets. You can get that just by subscribing to Blaze. And please, subscribe to our podcast and rate and review. It helps other people uh, discover it. Let me tell you about Relief Factor, our sponsor. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, I want you to listen up. There is hope, and it comes in the form of Relief Factor. Testimonials I read on the air every single day. Every day, somebody writes in and says, I tried this, and I can't believe that I'm out of pain. I never thought I would be out of pain again. Please just try it. Please. Uh, get through your day no, enjoy your day. Do the things that you want to do, the things that you've, you've always planned on doing. It's not a drug developed by doctors. Three-week quick start. It's $19.95. it's not working for you it, within three weeks, probably not going to. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Drug-free and natural way to get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com.
1: To the best of the Beck program,
0: the author of the book "Believe Evidence," an investigative journalist for PJ Media, Megan Fox joins us now. Megan is really the woman that. Uh, Took it upon herself to find out the story of this 10-year-old victim of rape that at first we thought might be a hoax. That would have been a dream come true if our president were only lying about it. As she found out, the story is much, much darker. Welcome to the program. Hi, Megan.
2: Hi, Glenn. What What a fun surprise to hear from you this morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, well... Thank you so much for the hard work and the, uh, I mean, this, this had to be agonizing, um, confusing. And at the end, just depressing on what has gone on in the state of Ohio, uh, with this, uh, with this poor 10 year old girl.
2: Yeah, it has, it has been. And in fact, I had no idea that this story was as huge as it really is. Um, it would have been much better had they been making it up. My brain didn't even go to yeah. they're really using a real victim to push a, a pro road right. agenda. Um, I didn't even go there because that was too awful to consider. And yet here we are. And what I discovered when I saw this one sourced, poorly sourced, poorly vetted story in the Indianapolis Star was there's something else here. No one cares about a rapist who's on the loose apparently in Ohio. And and why aren't we asking mm-hmm. those questions? Why aren't we asking who raped this child and can we get him prosecuted? Can we get him arrested? And you know what really bothers me and what question is still out there? Top of my list is, well, there's two. One, why did the police in Columbus tell the Washington Post, Glenn Kessler there was no report? They also told the attorney general there was no report. So then the attorney general goes on Fox News on Monday and says, I can't find a report. And on Tuesday, they have an arrest? There was a report, Glenn. It was put in on June 22nd. So who was keeping it from the, the press and the, the attorney general?
3: So wait...
0: Oh, my gosh. So so this is even deeper now. So now we think the not only was the doctor violating HIPAA, um, lying to the child and saying you have to go to another state and unnecessarily sending him to another state. Did the did the doctor report the crime? And if so, then the police investigated but didn't arrest the guy and the police are involved in the
3: cover-up
2: well i don't know we we can't get answers from the police glenn they won't talk so i put in a foia last week to the columbus police asking for this very case do you have an investigation that involves a 10 year old being raped. Uh, They did not respond to me, but Glenn Kessler got him on the phone and they told him no. The attorney general, General Attorney General Yost of Ohio asked around to all his prosecutors and sheriffs. They told him there was no report. Um, and, And then now we have the report. I have it on my desk. And the police had this since June 22 june 22nd so they have they knew about this rape and didn't arrest this guy until the 12th after the fox news blitz i I just find the timing highly suspicious and i want to know how the investigation went uh and that's what i'm still digging into now i don't know if caitlin bernard um I don't know if she reported to the Indianapolis police her mandated report. That's another FOIA that I have that's waiting to be returned um, by Indiana government. Um, And so they haven't confirmed that. Maybe she did. It appears, according to the investigation, that she cooperated in some way because they did get the fetal remains for DNA testing. Uh, So that means she had to have either been given a warrant for that or she voluntarily provided it. I don't know. She won't answer my questions. When I asked her about these directly yesterday, she sent me a link to the Columbus Dispatch article uh, that just details the arrest of this guy. She still won't answer directly what role she had in, in helping this investigation or not.
0: Who gave this story to the left?
2: That is a very good question. And I also have questions about why the only reporter in the courtroom yesterday uh, for the arraignment of the illegal alien who raped this child more than once and impregnated her was a reporter from a Gannett Corporation media uh, conglomerate. That's the same conglomerate that owns the Indianapolis star. Why are they the only people who have any access to any of this information? And when the Washington post tried to reach out to get them to corroborate their story, they wouldn't, they, they said that their reporting was clear, but it wasn't clear. They had a one sourced story with no backing documentation, no mention of a police report. And now the only reporter that was tipped off to the courtroom proceeding yesterday was somebody at their company. That's interesting,
0: <sighs> Megan. Uh, boy, this this is a story that when you're done with, you should get a Pulitzer. You won't, but you should get a Pulitzer for <laughs> um, when you um, w- w- when you're looking at this story. First of all, did Did the girl cross state lines into Indiana? She did to have that abortion, correct?
2: Yes, and we need to know why, because Ohio would have allowed that abortion. I've read the law. I have had it confirmed by Ohio legal analysts. The attorney general himself has confirmed it. The emergency section of the law specifically says that the physician— can make a good faith judgment uh, on the his life and safety, health and safety in an emergency situation. And this clearly, clearly would be would fall under that category. So we need to know why Correct. he was taken from Ohio to Indiana. Was it for the story? That's my guess. My guess is, you know, and this is just a guess. this is what journalists do. You know, sure. I'm getting a lot of flack. I'm getting a lot of flack for, oh, you thought it was a hoax. It is a hoax. There's something wrong here, and if you can't see it, I'm trying to point it out. This whole thing, the story was not that that Roe was somehow uh, causing little girls to be denied abortions because she would never have been denied an abortion in Ohio. The story is that illegal aliens are raping kids, and all the left cares about is that they can get abortions. That's insane.
0: So we know that this this doctor that the girl apparently went to first, she's an activist, an abortion activist, right?
2: Actually, she's the second doctor. We don't know who the first doctor is. Suppose The girl went to a doctor in Ohio. There was a consultation that happened in Ohio after the police were informed. So the police get informed on the 22nd. The family takes the child to a Ohio doctor on the around the 28th or 29th. That doctor consults with the family and then calls Dr. Bernard. But we don't know who that doctor is. They won't release the name. Uh, so I also can't check to see if that doctor made a mandated report. It doesn't matter, I don't think, if the police are already aware. That doctor still has to make a report. Um, she called Caitlin Bernard, or he, I don't know who the doctor is, called Caitlin Bernard. Bernard then arranged for the child to come to Indianapolis, have the abortion there. The, the police were then given, or obtained somehow, because it's not clear how, the DNA from the fetal remains. Then they're, they're now checking that with the arrestee who can, they say confessed, um, and they're checking that against him and also the siblings. I guess they're just trying to rule out the siblings. I can't figure out why they would test it against the siblings unless they just want to rule it out
0: we we also have um a a situation that seemed pretty fuzzy yesterday where the the guy who was arrested his attorney said he does have a place where he could live away from the victim so was he living with the victim up until what yesterday day before
2: yeah that hasn't been confirmed, but it sure sounds like it because if during the court proceeding oh the attorney is saying to the judge, uh well, we have an there is somewhere he could you should let him out on bond because we can put him somewhere where he's not with the child does seem to suggest that he was living in the same at the same house uh, I don't know maybe it was an apartment uh, wait wait building. wait wait
0: wait 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 wait, 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 wait a minute, hold it. I need to understand this. The police were notified that there had been a rape of a 10-year-old. She goes across state lines. She has an abortion. It is reported by the president in a campaign to say how evil the Supreme Court is. At the same time he's doing that, the police have not arrested a guy. In fact, released him back possibly into the same home with the 10-year-old victim. Do I have that right?
2: Yes. Now, let's, let's also say this, though. Here's one more detail that was in the court records. Let's give the police the benefit of the doubt that they did not know who the rapist was on the 22nd. The, detailed of, the details of the report say that on July 6th is when the child told the police that this is the person who did it. Um, so we don't know if anybody else told them before July 6th. But the child told them on July 6th, but that still leaves six whole days when there was not an arrest after the police knew that that this was the rapist. So there are questions here, Glenn, questions that should be (laughs) answered, answered, questions the press should have asked in the beginning. This was never about can a 10 year old get an abortion? It is about who raped a 10 year old child for God's sake. Why do I have to do this work, Glenn, for the media? Why do I have to say, me, an independent journalist out here who nobody returns my phone calls, you know, when, when the Washington Post calls the Columbus police, they pick up the phone. They don't do that for me. So, you know, people like ABC and NBC and Indianapolis Star, they have so much more clout with getting answers than I do. I'm, I'm out here struggling on my own to try and get these answers. I did force the media to remember what their job is. I, re- I reminded them that they did no legwork on this story. And as soon as they figured out that they were being embarrassed on a national stage, they suddenly did their job. And guess what happened? Now there's a rapist behind bars. That's what should have happened in, in the very first reporting of this story.
0: It should have happened before the girl had an abortion. Even I mean, that that would seem to me to be the priority. Stop the rapist. Now, make sure the girl is safe. And then well, let's carry out the procedure, the abortion uh, on this 10 year old. I mean, it, it's insane. Will you do me a favor, Megan? Um, I'm kind of well known in Ohio. If you don't get somebody returning your phone calls, will you let me know? Because I can guarantee you they will return your phone calls if they know I'm about to explain to all of Ohio and America who's not picking up their phone. Would you
2: well, it's the Columbus allow police me to help right you now. with that? It's the Columbus police. Columbus right now. They police. They respond to my FOIA.
0: Who is, who, is, who won't respond to your FOIA? Wow, that's interesting. Who is it that you're dealing with there?
2: Well, they just make you send an email to their, you know, it's like a request email line. It's no particular person. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, a, it goes to the public records officer or whatever. Um, but that's, w- but so
0: far... Will you do me a favor? They, Give me, yeah. me the name of the public records officer and get me the name of the chief of police uh and uh and we'll we'll make sure somebody uh is returning your phone call will you do that for me I hang up the phone
2: i will and but one more thing columbus this is very important columbus is a sanctuary city is this problem with the police not communicating and the arrests not being made until this huge national you know blitz went on is that because they weren't going to do anything about this because they couldn't hold a guy because they don't, they don't honor ice holds because it's a sanctuary city. There's a much bigger story here, Glenn, and I would love your help getting to the bottom of it because I need, I need all the help you, I can get.
0: You do anything, anything you need from me, you have, and I don't need to I don't, you, whatever I can do off air, on air to help. You'll get to the bottom of the story. You will. Don't give up. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Megan. You bad. Thank you. And thank you everybody at PJ Media for the fine work that they're doing there. That's Megan Fox uh, and Columbus and Columbus Police. You're on uh you're on notice. I think we have a few Ohio listeners that would like to know what the hell is going on uh in their own community. And uh you might want I mean I'll I'll give you some people to call here uh shortly, but you might if you're listening in the and you're in columbus and you work for the police you might want to call and say hey we should call megan fox back before the before just whoop pass is opened up this is the best of the glenn beck program and we really want to thank you for listening Carol Roth uh, is a, a friend and a friend of the program. She's the author of the book, The War on Small Business. She's a, in her words, a recovering investment banker, worked on uh, Wall Street for quite some time, but sees things from Main Street and can explain things uh, to Main Street uh, as opposed to everybody else who I just think talks about Wall Street stuff, and it doesn't matter to the average person. Um, unless you can break it down and explain it. Uh, Carol Roth, welcome to the program. Hi, Carol.
1: Hi, Glenn. How are you doing?
0: Uh good, uh, good. Um, I am, do you agree with me on Sri Lanka? You, you've been following that, I'm sure.
1: Yes, You know, I don't know if you know this, but Sri Lanka has an ESG score of something like 98. So good for them. That really yeah, worked know. out super well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, So we have a couple of things I want to go through. First of all, the CPI, this is the Consumer Price Index, the inflation number is at 9.1. Uh, the I loved your tweet the other day. Let me see if I can find it. You said, first, there will be no inflation. Then inflation is transitory. Inflation is good for you. Inflation only hurts the rich. Inflation is the consumer's fault. Inflation is greedy businesses' fault. Inflation is Putin's fault. Inflation is backward looking and your last one is breadlines are a great way to meet people. Um, the latest is it's backward looking that that's what the White House came out and said that, that those are old numbers but they didn't say that the new numbers would be better.
1: I mean, backward looking, forward looking, up, down in a circle, like whichever way that you're looking, this is something that is affecting all of our lives. You know, I was thinking about taxation and how taxation is theft, but it is a one time theft. It's a one time theft of your earnings. Inflation is permanent theft. It permanently steals your ability to purchase goods and services, the wealth that you've created, everything that you've worked hard to earn and save. And this is what we're seeing. And, you know, while the, the 9.1%, you know, wasn't uh, necessarily a surprise, it is still really shocking to see it on paper. And as you and I have discussed before, you know, these are the manipulated numbers. These are the, the formula changes that have happened mm-hmm. a few times since the 1980s. If you looked on this, um, you know, how it would have been on an apples to apples basis to 1980, it's it's probably about double that. So this is theft from from the American people by central planning that was completely avoidable and it is just so so frustrating and angering
0: so they they said I read an article early this morning that talked about uh, there's a possibility that by the end of the month the Fed is talking now about raising it another point another point and you gave me a stat a while back because people don't think this Our debt has interest attached to it. And when we go out as a nation for a trillion dollars, we have to pay interest. And you gave me a stat for every one point added. It adds to our debt and deficit. How much?
1: Okay, so so just just, this is not a direct line, but basically think about this. We have about you know, a, a six to seven year average on our debt, which means that our national debt is constantly being refinanced. And as we take on new debt, we have to to go out and, and pay for that at new rates. So whether you're refinancing it or you know, you, you're you taking on new day, debt, for every $1 trillion that we either refinance or take on a new new debt, that will be an extra $100 billion that is added to our interest service on the debt. So stuff that we have already paid for. It's not a linear one-to-one. It's not like when the Fed funds rate goes up, it automatically increases the debt, but it does trickle right. through, it trickles through to the 10-year yields and the three-year yields so, and the two-year yields, which is, is the way that our that we, we have to um, uh, finance our debt and, and what's paid for it.
0: So if we did... Uh, have to re- redo $5 trillion in our debt, which is not un- unusual, if we had to buy and, and refinance another $5 trillion on our debt, that would add a trillion dollars worth of debt, would it not? Because we've, we've gone up two points or we will have gone up two points.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, net, 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 correct. Yes.
0: Yeah, holy cow.
1: Yeah, I mean the projections. Um, at if what you point? Look
0: at, the- at what interest rate?
1: I was going to say, if you look at the CBO projections, uh, you know, they project out into the future and the numbers in terms of the debt and what we're going to be paying on it in the future. And and they're using conservative numbers. They're not even expecting these Fed rates would absolutely blow your mind I mean, it becomes the largest item that the government has to pay for, which obviously takes away spending from other areas and or increases your taxes.
0: Unless you're using modern monetary theory, which we are now <laughs> basically using modern monetary theory, which means you can print whatever you want. The government doesn't have to worry about it. But that's exactly, I mean, they said it in Sri Lanka. They're using modern monetary theory, and it has wiped them out, Wipe them out.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is basically the, the concept of what's happening here in terms of our liabilities. They're trying to take a dollar from your left pocket move it to your right pocket and go, oh, look, you have a new dollar. You know, that's not the way that any of this works. And we are all feeling the effects of this, you know, fantastical buy-in to magic money tree, a.k.a. MMT, modern monetary theory, the idea that just because you have the printing press that you can keep printing money without having a subsequent effect on the dollar. You know, the money's supposed to stand for productivity. You earn this, this this is a stable Um, representation of your productivity. If you double or triple or quadruple the amount of of those dollars without increasing productivity, then each one of those uh, in turn, is worth less. And that is what's happening. And that's why our the value of our dollars are being eroded. Go back to that 1970s Saturday Night Live skit with Dan Aykroyd pretending to be Jimmy Carter. You know, we're all going to be millionaires and, you know, we're going to be uh, driving around in cars that cost, you know, $20 million. So, you know, it it, it sounds right. great from a top right. line standpoint until you kind of get into it.
0: Okay, so most people put their money in their IRA, and then until they get older, they don't even look at it. Um, and that's probably a good thing when you're dealing with the stock market. You just leave it in, and it has its ups and downs, and you start looking at it maybe when you're 50 or 60, and you're like, all right, wait a minute, uh, and start to to uh, make sure that it's secure, because there's not a long horizon um, that you're looking at. What's happening to people's 401ks right now, and what can they do?
1: So there was um, a, a research study that I picked up that came out, and they said from the beginning of the year to June of this year, people have lost 3.4 trillion dollars in their retirement funds, between 401ks and IRAs. This doesn't include any other money that may have been in the market, and this is, you know, a horrendous situation that has been, you know, completely fueled um, by Fed policy, really going all the way back to the Fed Chair Alan. Greenspan, who decided that he was going to never let the market fall um, too much without having some intervention. Then in the Great Recession financial crisis, Ben Bernanke took that, put it on steroids. And then what Powell and his group have done has been you know, completely crazy. And we, we are living through these crazy boom and bust cycles. I'm sure that that most of you have noticed that over the last year, you know, several decades, Things are very different than they were in the decades before, you know, more of these huge booms and busts. And the reality is that the people who are already wealthy and well connected, um, who have that that long term staying power, they don't mind this at all because they benefit when everything goes up. And then when everything goes bust and, you know, you as somebody who's panicking and not sure what's to do, you take your money out of the market or, you know, perhaps, you know, in the great financial, uh, the great recession, financial crisis, your home's foreclosed on. You know, all of these things happen and they fall on the shoulders of the little guy. And then these, you know, I'm calling them vulture capitalists come in, well capitalized, buy everything up as, at pennies on the dollar, and then are, are positioned for the next boom cycle of interference. And this is just an epic wealth transfer. It's been happening you know, on an accelerated basis for decades and decades, and is the outgrowth of just this horrible central banking experiment that has gone wrong and has been a complete menace to society and to the wealth creation opportunities for the average American.
0: So, what do people do?
1: So, if you can, I think
0: think we're losing the, I think we're losing the idea of retirement for a lot of people. I, I just, I don't think that retirement is going to be a thing of the, of the nearer future.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly not at the ages I think that people um, perhaps were expecting, because you don't know what's around the corner. I, this is where I encourage everybody to talk to their financial advisor, because each person's scenario is so different, and depending on your time frame, um, you know, because of these boom and bust cycles that are caused by the Fed and central planning you know, timing is really important. You know, depending on when it is that you decide to change your portfolio structure, couldn't change everything in your life. But if you are, you know, younger and you have that ability to have the staying power, you want to do the same thing that the well capitalized people are doing and wait for those bust cycles and be able to to participate as a vulture capitalist, even if it's on a smaller scale and and you know buy low and and and, and ride the upside to that. But you need to have that planning in place because we are now living in a way that's not free market. It's completely driven um, by this sort of externality. And that means that you know, timing changes. And if you are somebody who's retiring in a bad cycle, you know, you're going to feel that burden on an exponential factor.
0: So, Carol, uh, first of all, explain what the president did with the unions,
1: so he's still running around um talking about the American Rescue Plan, which is, you know, hilarious. He's got absolutely nothing to hang his hat on. So he's going back and he's running around and talking about what he did in March 2021. Now, obviously, he's not talking about all the bad things that came out of that. Um, you know, things like right. you know, you know the, the stimulus that caused inflation and raising the reporting requirements for Etsy and, and eBay for or lowering them, excuse me, from twenty thousand dollars to six hundred dollars because because, you know, all those billionaires with $600 accounts, we need to crack down on them. Um, he's hanging his hat on a, a piece of legislation that was in that, that was called the Butch Lewis Act. And basically that was, we are going to to be the, the guarantor of the union pensions. Now, we've been told that unions are very important, right? You know, they they need to be there in order to secure people's futures and be there for the workers, but apparently they're not real good at managing the pensions. so now we need to get involved. And so he touted that this was going to impact, you know, several million um, pensions, some of the reports I've seen are, are downplaying that number and saying it, it's fewer. But basically what they did is that there is a pension you know, guarantee corp and they allowed them to to do some things and change some things around to make sure that these pensions were solvent. But what they didn't do is actually anything structural <laughs> to fix the pension. So just like, you know, Social Security, all of the um, you know, state pensions, union pensions, like whatever it is that typically has a defined benefit attached to it um, and ends up being a, a huge drag and a huge burden on everybody and, and, and you know, not solvent. Um, they just kick the can down the road. But since he has absolutely no other accomplishments to hang his hat on, this is what he's talking about. But the part of it that really bothered me and, you know, why I wrote the piece for The Blaze um, was that, again, this is the picking of winners and losers that we keep seeing over and over again with the mm-hmm. government. And in this particular particular case they're going to to focus on making sure that the union folks don't lose 40% of their pension but as i just told you you know through june this year they said 3.4 trillion dollars was lost from 401k's and retirement funds for other Americans who aren't affiliated with the unions. So, you know, that to me seems again just this this government picking of winners and losers and certainly if you're going to do that you would think that wouldn't be something you'd want to brag about. Maybe you'd do that on the the down low, but you know, he's out there touting that as his accomplishment. All
0: right, Carol, I've got a we've got to cut you loose. Um, I got to get back to an Ohio story here in a second, but w- w- would you come back? I want to we are crippling nations all over, especially emerging nations. They are going to be starving to death soon, some of them, uh, and they have to pay their own debt back in dollars. Dollars are becoming more expensive for them. The world is going to hate us soon, I fear. We'll talk about that when you come back. Thank you so much, Carol.
3: The best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I uh, I got to talk to you about what's happening in Ohio with the rape of that 10-year-old. It is worse than we thought it was. Something is not right. We'll get into that here in just a second. Um, but I I want to... Stop here for just a second as we are wrapping up on, uh, the economy. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled on what is happening with our gas prices. I know the White House says this come down 40%. They're selling our strategic oil reserve to China. That alone, I think, is treasonous, seeing that it was funneled through Hunter Biden's company in China. It's crazy. Crazy. But right now, Joe Biden is in Israel. Why? Why is he in Israel? Because he's going to Saudi Arabia. And that's, don't be, don't be distracted by his trip to Israel. He doesn't give a flying crap about Israel, nor does anyone in the Democratic Party, or the majority of them. Okay? We have no strength in the Middle East right now. None. We abandoned all of our allies in Afghanistan. The way we pulled out, it makes us just look like absolute fools and boobs. Who wants to be on our side? We left the refugees that we got out of Afghanistan, we left them in the Gulf states, trapped, because our State Department won't let them move anywhere. We're negotiating with the Middle East's biggest Uh, threat, and that is Iran. Saudi Arabia does not like Iran. Saudi Arabia wants to defeat Iran. Israel wants to defeat Iran. Jordan, the UAE, they do not look at Iran as anything other than a grave threat. And whose side are we on right now? Feels like we're on Iran's side. So we're negotiating with them. And then we're not only putting our oil and gas business out of business, but we're doing it to the Gulf States as well. So now the president went to Iran, uh, to uh, Israel yesterday and he was talking tough on Iran. We're going to make sure that we have tough sanctions on Iran and we're, yeah, they're going to have to come through us. Who believes that in the first place? Second of all, He's not saying it to Israel. He's saying it because he's going to Saudi Arabia. So he's talking tough on Iran because Saudi Arabia, they view their biggest enemy, if it's not us, uh, it would be Iran. And our president is about to almost literally go and kneel to beg for them to open up the oil and give us, sell us some oil, please open it up. Now, can I just ask you to think, not as a Saudi Arabian, not as a political person, just as a business person, okay? Your, what used to be your friend, has betrayed you. They are working with somebody who you feel is, their, is your biggest enemy. And they're enabling them to gain power. Then they're also doing everything in their power. In fact, they're leading the march to put you out of business. And it's the only business you really have in your country. Okay, It's made you rich, but you didn't save it. I mean, you got gold Ferraris. Uh, so you're going to put us out of business on oil Now that customer comes to you, somebody you used to think is a friend, you now know is not a friend, and they say, hey, can you sell us some of your product? Because we really, really need it, and the world really, really needs it. Well, wait a minute. Are you still going to try to continue to put me out of business globally? Well, yeah, we have to because of global warming, and ESG is the wave of the future. Do you give that person what they need to weather the storm as they're trying to put you out of business? Or do you say, no, I think I'm going to let your people feel the full ramification of this because it's probably the only hope that they'll kick you out of office and stop this insanity and I don't care about your country, but I care about mine and our business and what feeds our people, no, I'm going to let you feel the full ramifications because I've already got another customer, China. What does our president have to promise Saudi Arabia to get them to lower the price of oil and to pump more? What could that possibly be? Because I know it's not because it's we're friends. I mean, we lead the world on Build Back Better. Our corporations, our banks, our government. You know, we sent $60 billion to fund this war in uh, Ukraine for uh, against Russia. But what's amazing is while this country is at war, their citizens are out of their house, they fled to other countries, the refugees, missiles are coming down into the neighborhoods, what is the Ukrainian parliament working on? A bill to allow gay marriage to happen. Now, now, wait a minute. Um, Ukraine is not a place that traditionally is for gay marriage. And they're in the middle of a war. That's your priority? I mean, that sounds purely American. It sounds so ridiculous. Well, it is American. I can guarantee you. Our money came with strings. And it was all about E, S, and G. We've got to wake up. People who think that gas prices are going to come down. Let me just give you this story from the World Economic Forum. World Economic Forum released a position paper on Monday that links two claimed Global Crisis as One, Climate Change, and the Decline of Democracy. It says fighting the former will save the latter as long as consumers stop burning coal, oil, and gas in exchange for green renewables. The World Economic Forum paper argues for the past 15 years, democracy has been in decline worldwide. To protect and promote freedom, leading democracies must strengthen their economies and safeguard liberty now why is this if you sign up for my newsletter and it's free by the way go to glenbeck.com and sign up for it let me see if i can find it real quick there was a um there was a a story that came out in 2003 in fact do we have this audio this is me in 2003 talking about civil war listen to this
3: You know, is there a bigger example of democracy and the health of capitalism than the United States of America? I mean, that's it. Mm -hmm. This is the pinnacle of this form of government. And we were about 80 years into it, and we had a civil war. 80 years later, we were still to the point where we could have a civil war. Can you even imagine having a civil war now? What would it take to have a civil war? I mean, look at, look what happened to us in the 90s. We almost, well, we did impeach a president, almost removed him from office, and nobody was talking about, get into the street with guns. Florida election, that thing was hotly contested. Back and forth, people were passionate about their views, and nobody was saying, it's a civil war. Nobody. You know how, you know what it takes to have a civil war? It's incredible. It takes instability. It takes poverty. It takes gang rule. That was 2003.
0: And I was warning, we're nowhere close to a civil war, but if these trends continue, we will get there. All you have to do is impoverish the people. What's happening to you right now? Are you getting into a better situation or a worse situation? I know people who have millions of dollars. I am in my job, I am fortunate to meet with regular people and prime ministers and senators and business icons. So I get the full scope of things. I know people who have millions of dollars who are freaked out of their mind right now, who are saying, I don't know what to do with the money. I just, I just don't want to lose all of my money. Now, them losing all of their money would probably put them in the situation, maybe the best situation of your life. But still, they're having the same feeling that you're having. Everyone knows, top to bottom, impoverishment is coming. Did you see what Spain just did? The prime minister of Spain, just out of the blue, levied a new tax on the banks and financial institutions and energy. There's a new windfall tax. Well, this has put the stock market over in in Spain just upended it because now if wait a minute. You know, nobody likes higher interest rates, but high, higher interest rates do play a role in business. If I can't give people a different interest rate based on their situation, well, then my I don't have any risk. I mean, I, I it's all risk because I, I can't balance it out. So they're just screwing up the free market there, and they're going to use that money because the prime minister says... People can't afford their lifestyle anymore, so the government has to provide more. So they're now going after anyone who has any money. And that's coming. That's coming. Eventually, as Winston Churchill says, was it Winston Churchill or Margaret Thatcher, at some point with socialism, you run out of other people's money. But the World Economic Forum has now said global warming and the saving of global freedom is all about getting off of oil and coal gas all of it i will tell you it is the exact opposite this is what the 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 hierarchy the elites are walking in lockstep Because they know if they don't change things, they're going to lose their positions. They're going to lose their wealth. So all of the elites have agreed, let's go with this great reset. And we'll all work together. The media, everybody, all the big, huge, huge power players are playing that way. As George Soros told one of my guys uh, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, Uh, You tell your boss the ship has sailed and you're either on it or you are not. Well, I would rather stand with you than be on a ship of fools that is destined, destined for uh, ports of call that I never want to see. The World Economic Forum says, now if you listen to Mr. Build Back Better... To Joe Biden, he will tell you that it's the greedy oil companies. No, it is not. Mr. Build Back Better should understand that the World Economic Forum says that there we need a clean energy transition. And these uh, countries, like ours, are selling gasoline at too cheap a price even today. And we need to stop the cheap energy. It's not stopping. It's not stopping. We have got to be informed.
3: Na, 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 na.